Welcome to the Kate Take Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Brown. Each week, I'm going to share with you a tangible tool that you can apply to your mindset or routine so you can stop sitting on your hands and start making moves to make that dream on your heart a reality. This is my take on a no BS, tough love, yet gentle approach on what to do in your daily life. Because at the end of the day, you are the one that's going to find the courage to apply these things and take them into your own life and create your own amazing reality. I need you to buckle up. I need you to get ready to get real, have some fun, swear a little bit along the way, and hear my take each week on how to make your dreams go from a just a dream to a reality. You excited? I know I am. So buckle up and let's go, girl. Here's today's episode. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Kate Take Podcast. I am your host, Caitlin Brown, and I am so pumped today because I have an amazing guest. I am sitting here virtually, of course, um, with Mr. <laughs> Ryan Leak. And um, I'm I'm truly so pumped that Ryan is on the podcast. Um, I was introduced to Ryan and, and your message, Ryan, through Eagle Brook Church. Um, and yeah. so just like a quick backstory on that, it's, you know, my husband has um, been sober now for almost nine years and he, amazing. Yes. So amazing. And he has been attending a small group, the quest 180 group through an Eagle yeah. office for a couple of years now. And I've mm-hmm. gone, you know, like most people gone in and out of faith and belief and all those things throughout the years. And for a long time, mm-hmm. my husband was like, we need to check out Eagle Brook. And I was, um, mm-hmm. a bit hesitant from an experience I had at a different church. And I was like, I don't know about those big churches. I don't know about that. And, um, <laughs> I'm like, yep, probably heard that before, but I, truly oh, yeah. and, um, when we went to Eagle Brook for the first time, you were the first person that I heard, um, wow. you were one of the guest speakers that month. And I was like, okay. And this guy was talking <laughs> all about failure and faith. And I was like, wait, this is my jam. Like, so that's how I came uh, to go to church again, really, and kind of get introduced to you, Ryan. And so maybe this will wow. be experience like that for our listeners as well. Um, that's cool. Yeah. So thank you for that. Um, Cause now we love going. Um, but so Ryan, you guys, he's a filmmaker, entrepreneur. He's a husband, yeah. he's a dad. If you want to get really entertained, go find his YouTube where he proposed and married his wife in the same day. Yeah. It, a true thing and a true um, thing yeah it is a true thing that is like such great planning i that could be a whole podcast episode in and of itself um yeah. and really ryan's a huge piece of his message is helping people chase failure like how do we normalize yeah. failure how do we get over that fear and how do we kind of go towards that to reach our goals and our dreams and really make the vision for our life come true so that's a little bit about ryan Yes. Thank you for being here. <laughs> it's such a pleasure to be here. I'm excited. I mean, you you are a, a health and wellness coach. And I think in light of a person being whole, in light of a person being healthy, I think they really have to come to grips with what their identity is in regards to failure. Because sometimes I think people will gravitate towards their mistakes and make it their identity and it's just like no it's 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 not an outfit it was an event you were never supposed to wear it It was never supposed to be a label Um, it was it's just something that happened that you should learn from you should take notes from and you should move on but i think a lot of times when people have setbacks or people experience rejection or people fall flat on their face they go well this is who i am it's like no it's not it's not who you are. You are not a fail, failure. You failed. 
And, and I think that that distinction, it has to be very important for, for somebody's wholeness. Absolutely. Absolutely. I completely agree. And, um, so, um, it was 2015, I believe you created, you, you truly decided I'm going to set out for a public failure. I'm going to say really <laughs> yeah. well. We all fail every day, but Ryan set out and he has a free documentary. You can go watch it on YouTube and it's called Chasing Failure. And Ryan, do you want to tell our listeners what you set out to do to public? Yes. <laughs> yes. I've, I always had this idea that I would be in the NBA, but I never, never actually tried because I thought I would fail. And so that's actually what got me started on this Chasing Failure journey is I was, I was getting in shape. I was getting ready to work out for a team and a friend of mine who uh, played for the Chicago Bulls he got weighed from the team. I'm 6'3", 205 pounds, pretty good in college, All-American at a D3-ish school, um, which is not like a, it's like a NCCAA, not just the NCAA. There's two C's in that. The, the second C stands for Christian college. So I like to tell people amongst Christians, I was like really good at basketball. And uh, so I, I'm, I'm playing against this guy who just got cut from the Chicago Bulls. He's taller than me, stronger than me, he's faster than me. And he's beating me just about every single time. And I just thought, man, if they cut him, they wouldn't give a guy like me a chance. And so I pre-calculated failure, which is what most of us do. We, we, get a, we get a goal, we get a dream, we get a vision, we get an idea, we go, okay, let me start doing my math on whether or not I think I can pull this off. And if I don't think that I can, most of us won't ever try. And I hate that about us. I hate that about myself. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to conquer that. And I was just like, you know, I'm just going to go for it. Like, why not? So I, I said, I'm going to do this documentary called, called Chasing Failure, where I ask people, you know, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? And when you ask somebody that question, what it does is it, it gives them this vision of themselves that's way braver than their current version of themselves. And, you, and you're just kind of like, well, why, why am I not that person? That person looks awesome you know like the, that person wears a cape for crying out loud they're saving people like like they're super and i'm normal but we've got this polarizing like dichotomy where we're going like i, I can envision myself being taking things to another level but for some reason i just won't and part of it is this is this fear of failure so i uh i set out to to get an NBA workout. I started emailing NBA teams, by the way, that's not how you get an NBA workout. Like it's not through email, but you know, I, I sent five emails to five NBA teams. The fifth one said, yes, it, every single NBA professional I know said, Ryan, that is lightning in a bottle that would never happen in a million years. And in fact, the Phoenix Suns told me that. So I've got this documentary. I get a two day workout with the Phoenix Suns. They literally let me chase failure. And if you're wondering how it went, I failed just in case like people are like, how did it go? Like, I can tell you how it went. It, it went, it, it, I got exactly what I was looking for. So people can go and, and watch the documentary. But what's interesting is, is what you won't see in the documentary is the conversation I had with the public relations director as she was walking me into the practice court. She looks at me and she goes, we would never do this in a million years. Wow. But your email came on the right day the right time mm. and it's so interesting to me like in my executive coaching practice whenever i'm sharing new ideas with a leader whenever i'm sharing new ideas with a company say and, and i have this like i'm somewhat of an idealist i have lots of well, what if yeah what if we did it this way or what if we did this or what if the benefits that you're offering your employees were like beneficial like she 
her husband has a job. She actually doesn't need the benefits you're giving her. What if, what if you like gave her something that was like beneficial to her family? And the pushback that I typically get whenever I share new ideas with a person or a group is that's just not us. Mm. It's just not me. That's not how it works. We don't do that here. And I'm like, well, yesterday you didn't, but that doesn't mean you can't do it today. It's like some people feel imprisoned by their traditions. And I'm just like, oh, well, let's, why can't we do it? Some people are going, why I'm going, why not? You know, I, I think that we can make the world a better place if, if we all were just a little bit more brave. And so, so yeah, so I, I think it's important that people, you know, stare down some of those things that intimidate them and, and go for it. Cause what I learned in Phoenix was that NBA teams don't give workouts to complete strangers, but sometimes they make an exception. <laughs> and, and, and now that I get to work with a few NBA teams, I now look back and just go, yeah, there's more than one way to be in the NBA. I grew up thinking the only way to be in the NBA is to play well, one of my friends, again, who I, I literally just met just a couple of months ago, somebody 99% of the basketball world has never heard of. Hey, we just became friends over the last, uh, I'd say, month. Was just promoted to be the head coach of the Utah Jazz. Wow. He's 35 years old. Wow. There's more than one way to be in the NBA. And so, so what, what happens when you're chasing failure is your, is your mind begins to expand. You begin to see new things because you're constantly walking down paths. You normally would have never walked because you've gone, I would, I, I would have never ventured down this. I would have never met him had I never sent an email to the bank or something. And so it, it's amazing what can happen when you're just simply willing to say, you know, I'm, I'm willing to take the L. Uh, but, but looking back, I'm going, I learned so much from that experience and it's really shaped how I see the world and what I believe about what we're all capable of. And I just kind of think you just never know yep. what can happen unless you're willing to try it. And so I tell parents that I tell their kids that I tell people in their sixties and seventies that they're like, Oh, it's a great message for young people. I'm going, yep. yeah, but your life ain't over. Yep. And your purpose isn't. And so I think we all got to be willing to try some new things. So definitely. Oh, I love that. Yeah. You guys watch the documentary. It's, it's, it's really good. And it really gets you thinking about that. And so one thing I thought about when, um, I went and watched the documentary because I was like, I got to do my homework, man. I've heard Ryan, but I got to watch the thing. Um, so yeah. me and my husband watched it um, last week. And one thing I was thinking about when I was watching it is I think in like, people hear this, right? Like we grew up in elementary schools with like the posters on the wall of like, well, okay, I'm not, I'll tell you, Ryan, I'm not a sports person, but like miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take or, you know, like all those <laughs> sure. things, right? Like we sure. hear about that, right? We're taught, oh, you know, it, it took Michael Jordan this many shots to be the best. Yeah. We hear about yeah. failure. And I think intuitively we know, okay, I need to fail in order to grow, but we are so afraid to actually act on the things that we want because I think, we are afraid to publicly fail because what if we start the business and we start the social me media page for it, but we get too busy and we fail? Or what if we, yeah. you know, we go for that, right? Um, and the per you know, we ask that person out on a date and they say no, right? So it's like, mm -hmm. how do we move past, um, 
you know, I think people would be okay with failing if they did it behind a closed door, but really the only way to <laughs> yeah. is if you do it publicly in a sense, right? Yeah. So how do we move past that fear of what will people think of me? Or what if people know I failed? Because I, again, I think we intuitively know, yes, I should fail, but I don't want anyone to know I failed. How do we move past yeah. that? Well, your, your question is simple, but it's also very loaded because, or I should say my answer is loaded yeah. because I think that there's, there's, there's lots of things that you just said, a lot of little nuances in, in how you described even the psychology of failure. Well, where should I start? One, um, there was a study done by, uh, I think it was done in Europe. And this uh, scientist wanted to study stress. And so what she did is she had her patients jump out of an airplane with a parachute, obviously. <laughs> uh, so they, they, did, they went skydiving. But the difference was every time they landed, they had to get in another plane and do it again. Over and over and over and over and over again. And so, and she had like a heart monitor and, you know, all the things that you would do to uh, measure stress. What she found is that on the first jump, their stress levels were through the roof, as one might expect. She said by the third jump, their stress levels were on par with someone that was simply running late to work. Wow. And so what I tell people as it pertains to failure is I, I just say, Hey, keep jumping out of the airplane. Mm -hmm. Just keep jumping out of the airplane. She didn't say their stress went away. Yeah. She just went down. And so sometimes you just, some people are like waiting to get over the nerves or get over the fear. It's like, yeah, that may never go away. So just, just do it anyway. Yeah. Just, uh, Glenn and Doyle, uh, her famous quote is if you can't beat the fear, just do it scared. Yep. And, and I think about not only the things that I've done scared, I think about the things that I've done tired. I think about the things that I've done frustrated. I think about the things that, I mean, wouldn't we say that most parents have parented tired? You're not in the ideal emotional state to raise human beings, yet no. you don't have a choice. Yep. And so you just do it. I, I, I put projects, goals, dreams in that same boat. Like when I write books, it's like, I don't, feel like writing a book. I don't feel like doing three hours of research for one paragraph. Like I don't wake up like feeling like doing it, but I do think it's going to help somebody. And I do think it's going to grab their attention and add value to their life or their work or, or help them get over their, their hurdles. So, so yeah, so, so you, you do it. I think some of us are just waiting for uh, ideal circumstances They're They want to post once, and it go viral. Yes. Yep. It's like they want they want to release a podcast and it hit the charts. Mm -hmm. The very first episode. There, there is there is a fame that is connected to, to all of this. And so 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 the first way that I would answer your question is keep jumping out of the airplane. The second thing that, that you mentioned is like, hey, we, we want to fail in private. We don't want to fail in public because of, of how it will make us look. There's a part in, in my book that is so important and it's understanding the, the psychology of failure, which beneath failure is really the psychology of shame and embarrassment. So typically what happens with you and me is there is a group of people or a person 
that we don't want to say it out loud, but we, we both know it's the truth. There is a person or a group of people that we want to impress, mm-hmm. that, that, that we want to think highly of us. We may know them. We may not. It could be somebody like we actually know. It could be a neighbor. It could be a classmate. It could be parents of an opposing team that our kids are playing. Yep. It's amazing. And so the question that I ask in the book is, who is the they? Who is the person? Who is the group of people that is in control of your success, failure, measuring stick? If it's not people that really, really matter, then I would say you should just go for it anyways. But if you're trying to impress strangers on the internet that you've never even met, hey, that, that's not a great reason not to go after your dreams. And so sometimes it's people we went to college with. Honestly, for a lot of people, it's their parents and there's, there's nothing that they can do to impress. Yep. And, and sometimes parents could just be so stinking hard on their kids. And, 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 and I say parents, like I'm talking like, like I'm just this amazing parent and all of you other parents need to get your act together. <laughs> like I started to notice it like with my son, like that he was very, like I just, just kind of monitoring his emotional state with the whole sports thing and how youth sports, that's a whole enough, that, that is yeah, in and of itself, it's own podcast, right? But just like watching my son in it and watching my response to it and just like, um, like my kid, he's seven years old and not to brag, but he's, he's pretty good at basketball. I scored 30 points in a game. It was like, amazing amazing. and I like downplayed it because I didn't want him to think that his worth was tied to that yep so like I like sneak into the garage and call my friends and be like yo Jackson was amazing and then with him I'm like like, hey hey son just I'm glad you worked hard and I want you to know like how hard work pays off in anything not just basketball not just soccer not just like, hey, if, if you really put in the time, which he does, hey, man, I, I think things can can go well for you. And then the next week, I think he had like maybe eight points, which in that league is still like 40. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I've, I've lost it. Mm. And I just like I, I saw him, but I I wanted him to know that like my love for him, my affirmation for him was not going to go up and down based off of his performance. Say, hey, if, if you if you go out there and you give your best, hey, dad's always that's always good. You're gonna make shots, you're gonna miss shots. Man, I hope you have fun because I played college basketball and I've got some great stories and some lifelong friends, but when I look back, I didn't have that much fun. Yeah. And so I I I'm having to monitor, I'm his day at some point. And I don't want him to feel like, oh man, I'm failing dad because I didn't score 30 points. It's like, kid, no. I hope, I hope. I hope I'm not putting that kind of pressure on you, but I think a lot of us live with, with somebody that we feel like, well, I'm failing them. So I think you got to get the right day. Yep. And I think at some point you just got to keep jumping out of the airplane, especially in the content driven world that we live in. You're always putting out something. And so, um, and I think it's just motives for us. We're not trying to go viral. Um, you mentioned Eagle Brook. Eagle Brook puts in, I, I can't tell you the amount of resources that go into a 60 minute service. Like 
We really care. We want people to be able to come in and have a phenomenal experience top to bottom. We care about every, if you could see behind the scenes meetings of the things we talk about from the slides that were just off by a hair or a song were like, why? because we want it to be good. We realized that somebody's coming in for the very first time and maybe making a, 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 a lifelong decision about going, you know, I'm going to give church a try again because people have had terrible experiences with church. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm hoping they give literally every single time I speak, I go, I hope it's somebody's second time coming back going like, all right, I'm going to give you guys one more chance. And I'm going, I hope it's me. I do. And I take that very seriously. So we take that 60 minutes very seriously. And we go, we hope we add value to somebody's life and yeah, their faith. I think the same way about 60 seconds on the, on social. Like it, it's not trying to be famous. It's going, no, in 60 seconds, because there's people that will only give you 60 seconds that won't give you 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. I don't need you to always come to me. I'm coming to you. And so my hope is that that 60 seconds is so dang good that it makes somebody say, you know what? I'm going to, I want to share this with a friend. Yeah. Well, that's how my business has grown. I would love to show you a marketing plan somewhere, <laughs> but it's actually just been going, man, why don't, we, why don't we just add value to people's lives and help their businesses grow, help their faith grow. And if we do that, I think that they will share it with their friends. And so, so I, I think, now will we fail along the, the journey there? Of course. But the journey to me is not about the destination. Mm-hmm. It's about who you're becoming in that process. And I think as you fail, you're building resilience. And I think that that's a really good thing. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. And I think I, you know, when I hear you say that, I think about that with my daughter and my husband and I always have this conversation where, you know, and it's so, it's so interesting as parents, how we extend that grace to our children, but man, is it hard to give it to ourselves. And that's something I think about with, with me, with my, you know, business goals and life goals and chasing dreams and kind of learning to own failure is I'm like, I can't look that little girl in the eye someday and say, honey, you can do anything you want if I didn't, you know, live that first. So I just think that's a great, great thing to to remind ourselves because there's a lot of parents and, and mothers specifically that, you know, it's easy to extend that grace, but we can't always give it to ourselves. Um, yeah. thing goes for failure. Um, okay. So another kind of follow-up I want to ask on this, and this is something that I personally have really been working on probably the last six months, especially since attending Eagle Brook and kind of figuring out where I fit into the faith bubble, right? Because I yeah. know I struggled with, even with church, um, and not even church. See, it's kind of like, and whatever faith I, you know, it always goes back to like religion and rules. And well, if, if I fit in the box over here, but I, I don't fit in the box over there, can I, can I go? Can I, you know, if I, if I let a cuss word out here, sometimes <laughs> am I going to fit Like, can I drop my kid yeah. off here? Like, you know, it's kind of hard yeah. to like build our, but I have really learned that just embracing faith has made me be better with failure because I feel like someone's mm-hmm. got my back. Right. So, and right. I loved too in the documentary at one point you had said dreaming's free, but living it out has a price tag. And I think that mm-hmm. our faith has a big part in moving past failure. Um, and so like, how do we, and, and not even just like faith in God, cause I know not all my listeners maybe fall into that category, but just like even 
you know, like faith that it's going to be okay. Like if it's not the end, it's not okay. You have to keep moving forward to find where the good stuff is after kind of the hard time. So how do we build that faith muscle that if we Mm -hmm. fail, we're going to be okay. How do we build that faith muscle that if I shoot my shot and then I miss it, well, I can get back up. Like, how do we build that, that faith that goes with failure? Yeah, it's a, it's a really great question. Um, the funny thing is everybody's got faith. Mm. Some people just have faith in negative outcomes. Mm. I just so happen to have faith in positive outcomes. So there are people that wake up every single day and they're constantly thinking things are going to go bad. Things are going to go bad. Things are going to go bad. And so what they have faith in is negative experiences. Life, life experiences has taught them that bad things happen to good people. And so they've got somewhat of a negative faith. Um, I have a pretty positive faith and it's not that life experiences have taught me that like good things come to those who work hard. No, it's, it's not that. I think when I look at, uh, there are, and it's, it's, it's very interesting to me too. And I've been doing some studying on this. I'm like, this is still in the crockpot a little bit, but I can recognize people that I went to high school with who had what I like to call almost this success gene. Mm. They had this mindset that's just like, they're not going to lose. It really doesn't matter what they do, whether they start their own business, work for a company, like that person is going to be successful, period. They, they, they have an unstoppable mindset. And a lot of it comes down to attitude, mm-hmm. choosing to be a positive person, choosing to have faith that says, hey, this is, this is going to work out. Um, yesterday, I was getting my car wash. Um, I, have an, I, I have a car wash obsession. So there's a car wash like, like this, like right behind our neighborhood. And you can get like an annual pass, like 20 bucks a, a month. So I get my car wash every day. Like literally, it's like a part of like, pick up the kids from school, car wash. You're like, you're like, oh, we're getting a car wash again. I'm like, hey, I saw a little dirt on there and we're getting a car wash. And so I went there like two, three days in a row. And there was a young lady there. She's probably, I don't know, 16, 17 years old. Every single time she would say, hey, how's your day? Hey, how's your day? Hey, happy 4th of July. And you know what I said to her yesterday? I said, I said, young lady, you're going to be extremely successful. And she's like, why? I work at a car wash. And I'm like, trust me. If you stay this way, you're going places, period. I don't know why. She, I know not about her business acumen. I know not about her faith. I know not about her upbringing. I don't know if she wants to go to college, doesn't want to go to college. Um, I just believe that kind of attitude is something that people want around. And somebody's going to drive through here someday and go, I want to hire you. In fact, I might be that person (laughs) at some point to go, I want the people that encounter people at the Ryan Lee group to experience people like that. And so I think people underestimate their body language, their attitude, just their perspective. And so, I, but yeah, I actually think that you can, you can actually choose to be positive. And it's actually proven by science. 
Did you know that on average, you and I think about 6,000 thoughts per day? Wow. Okay, I don't know. If you, some people do 60,000. Those are what we call overthinkers. And yeah. that we could fall into that category too. But on average, all of us have 6,000 thoughts per day. 80% are negative, wow. which means you and I have 4,800 negative thoughts every single day. 95% are repetitive, mm. which means you and I have this Spotify playlist that's going on in our head from the day before. And yeah. it's on repeat and it's mostly negative. So if you're an overthinker, you're leaning towards 48,000 negative thoughts, which is a lot of negativity. And the reason I can prove that you can choose to be positive is because you didn't choose to be negative. There's not one person that woke up this morning and said, you know what I'm gonna do today? I think I'm gonna have 4,800 negative thoughts. Yep, that's exactly what I wanna do. In fact, I can't wait for my husband to get these negative thoughts. I can't wait for these kids to give my these negative thoughts. I can't wait for give my boss these negative thoughts. Like nobody's planning to do that. But you can plan to be positive. So I've, I've already planned my week, as weird as that sounds. I've, I've planned my thoughts for the week. Hey, this is going to be a good week. I, I've, I've already, man, I'm, I'm going to be incredibly generous to somebody this week. I've, I've, I've already made up my mind. And so, so I live in Texas. It's like 200 degrees here. <laughs> and people's air conditioning is always going out. So me and my wife, we've already decided, like, you know what? The next person we hear that's struggling, we're just going to help them. Yep. You know, we've, I've, I've already, because they're, they're going to come with negative thoughts because they're riding around in a hot car or their house. But hey, we'll just decide, hey, if you need a hotel for now, hey, we're going to cover. Hey, if you need air conditioning for hey, we're just, we're just going to cover. Why? We, we, we've already made up our minds about who we want to be. And so we could shoot, we could follow what is naturally negative, but for us, we just decided, you know what, we're, we're people of faith and yes, we got faith in God. And so, yeah, we feel like God's in control and God's put us in a position to be a blessing to other people. So one faith could say, man, bad things happen to good people. I'm not waiting for life to happen to me. I'm, I wake up thinking, yeah, bad things might happen to good people, but yeah, I hope they run into me too. Yeah. <laughs> and I hope, that I'm a good person that happens to another good person. And so it's just a mindset. And so I think if people, people can choose a mindset, which means you, you are a mindset means you have pointed your mind in a direction set on a particular direction. That is a mindset. Sometimes you have to break a negative mindset to, to get a positive one. So, yeah, I, I, I take pride in, in the way that I think in my mindset and to say, Hey, like, um, today's going to be a great day. We're going to help somebody else have one, even if I'm not having one. And so, so I think that that's important. And I do believe it is a predictor of success and I'm studying it right now. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see what the data it all out perfectly. Yes. Yeah. Once, once I figure all that out, I'll come back and say, Hey, part two of part what I was saying before. Yeah. No, I, I think that's great. And I think the big thing is it's like in today's world, there is a lot going on that is, negative right we live in a oh my goodness you know and it's like if you don't take control of your mindset and for me that's morning routine that's you know reading my you know reading my good stuff to fill my brain because it's like my day is going to steer if I turn on the news right away it's like it's you know it's not seeing ignorant to things but it's like I always yeah the people that I coach, I'm always like, you have to fuel your mind because there's so much that could just bring you down that will control you if if you don't do something to kind of kickstart that. Otherwise it's just going to, yeah. 
do you have any sort of like, um, do you do any sort of like morning routine or like, you know, like prepping of your mind, like in the morning, do you have anything like that, that sort of helps you? I'd love to say I do to sound more awesome, but I don't. Um, but I will tell you, I have, um, as a person that creates a lot of social media content, I've actually deleted social media off of my phone. Love it. So I can access it on Safari. It it is, it's a night and day difference. Yeah. Just of what it just, what it just does to your brain after a while. I was on vacation scrolling. I don't know. I was probably scrolling for 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. Just, just whatever, you know, sport, just. And at one point I was looking at my wife and I'm like, I, I just think about the mental roller coaster I just went on, the emotional roller coaster I just went on from insecurity to envy to pride. Oh, I'm doing better than this person. Oh, man, you suck. You, oh, what you, you, uh, it, it, oh, man, I look good. I don't look good. I, it, it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, it's like, what like what did you just do to your soul what did you just do to your heart what did you just do to your mind and you just think about you do that every day it's like it's a lot and so it's it's a again it's it's a i i try to create content that adds value to people's life but i also realize that someone could be looking at it and going i'm not as good or i'm not and I'm, i'm like i there's pros and cons to yeah, it, you know, it's, it's, you know, that you, you have this weird relationship with the internet and we need it. And at the same time, I think you should do it in doses. And so, so for me, I like not having it on my phone of constantly getting notifications and, and, um, and, and so honestly, that is, I feel like a different human being when I don't have social media on my phone. I feel like a better parent. I feel like a better husband, leader, speaker, pastor, friend. I mean, everything. Now, do I miss a few birthdays in the process? Because you can kind of, it's kind of the cheat code. Yeah. Oh man, happy birthday. I'm just like, the, the. it's a net positive when I'm off it than when I'm on it. Definitely. And so, and so again, I'm, I'm not saying I'm deleting accounts. I just don't, I just don't, it, it's not, it's not a constant thing. That's just like, yep. you know, so, so I think even just waking up in the morning without that, mm-hmm. you just kind of think a little bit clearer. Um, and I think you can really lock in on what you're supposed to do. You're not comparing because you're always coming to a conclusion. That's actually not accurate. And, yep. you know, no, I love it. I was listening to a podcast recently that was talking about, it was about body image, but she said, she was like a really great way to disrupt it is to be a producer rather than a consumer. So like put out into the world, which it is that you want to see versus just yeah. constantly consuming other, other people's things. So I completely agree. I have yeah. no qualifications either. Um, yeah. okay, to start to wrap this up, Ryan, and I just thank you for sharing all this. I just, I feel like this is Uh, such a good reminder, even for myself of like, okay, like we just got to jump out of the plane. And as someone who has skydived and loved it. And when I got done, I looked at my husband, I was like, can we do it again? And he was like, no, we are not doing it again. I'm like, who's this lady? And can I sign up for the study? Cause I would be game to jump twice. Like, (laughs) um, yeah. 
today, if someone's listening to this, you know, they've got their AirPods in, they're walking the dog, they're folding the laundry, you know, they're pushing the baby in the stroller. What's one thing that they can do today to just start chasing that failure and build that faith muscle? muscle? What's one thing they can do to say, okay, I'm going for it? Uh, One of the things that I would encourage them to do, I talk about it in the book, um, is uh, it's in the chapter called All I Do Is Win. Uh, it's all about just getting a W today, whatever it is, you know, whenever I talk to people about new ideas, I say, you have a website for it? Well, I have a, I have, I have a URL name, but I I haven't actually bought the URL. I said, well, let's pull out your phone. The URL costs you $11.99. And then we buy it right there on the spot. They're like, wow. I'm like, you just took one step towards Drink and and it's one of the easier steps. So do one of the easier steps. Love like that. just, you know, I, I can't tell you how many URLs we purchased that we never used, but we took a step. Yeah. Like we took a step and we said, all right, this, this was the first step. And then we realized, hey, not every idea is a great idea. Mm-hmm. Like you got to remove your emotional attachment that it's yours. Like you want to get the best. Like, hey, our company exists to add value to other people. So some stuff we create doesn't do that. Yep. And we thought it would. We're wrong. Okay, move on. Yep. But once you, once you get an emotional attachment to it, you'll hold on to it too, too long and, and, you know, think you're weird. Um, but yeah, I, I just encourage people to just do something today that gets you a win in the area that you actually want to move towards and, and so if it's, if it's, you want to be more fit, I'm not going to give you a 30 day plan to yep. look like Dwayne Johnson or whatever. <laughs> just go to the gym today. Yep. Just, just go. I threw out my back a couple of months ago. So working out for me has been like very minimal. And so yesterday I had like an hour and I was like, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going I'm to get a W like, let's go do it. And then this morning I thought, I'm going to do the same thing. So I go to the gym and a buddy calls me who was in crisis. And so I sat outside the gym in the parking lot and talked to him instead of going to work out. So today I got a different kind of W, but I didn't get the W that I had anticipated. That's called life. Okay. So, but, but just try and get a W. And I think if you try and get a W every single day in some area of your life, you're going to look back a year from now and let's just say you win half the time. That's 182 W's. Mm. It's a lot of winning. A lot of wins. You look back 10 years. That's a lot. You're almost at a couple thousand wins. And so I just tell a person, Hey, whatever our W looks like for you today, Hey, get that W. Somebody says, Hey, I'm starting a podcast. Do you have a mic? Yep. <laughs> oh, Amazon. Go to Amazon. Order a mic. You ordered a mic today. Guess what? You won. Yep. And so, have you explored platforms? Hey, go explore platforms. It'd take you three minutes to explore a platform, but you're one step further than you were yesterday. It's a W. Let it snowball. So I just tell people, try and keep winning every day. That. So simple. Just simple actions every day, and they compound for sure. Yeah. Um, Ryan, I love it. Where can people find you? And thank you so much for, for giving your time on here. I really, I really sure. appreciate it. Um, 
And I'm going to, I'm like, Ooh, what's maybe this was my W today. I was telling Ryan before <laughs> we filmed this, when I got to my podcast space in our small town, I was like, mm, this might not work. So I've got a very interesting setup here, but I'm calling it a W today. It's hey, you made it work. Amazing. I couldn't even tell. So okay. that's awesome. I love it. Um, Ryan, where can people find you on social media? Where can they find your messages, your yeah. books, all the things if they want to get connected with you? Yeah. So uh, RyanLeak.com is my website. I'm Ryan Leak everywhere on social media at Ryan Leak, R-Y-A-N-L-E-A-K. I also send out a text message uh, every single week, just encouraging people with just their life, their faith. Sometimes we take prayer requests on there. We just try and send out something positive every single week, keep people inspired, motivated. And uh, you can subscribe to, to that to that encouraging text, uh, the number is 469-809-1201. Again, that's 469-809-1201. It is really me. It's not a robot. It's my actual phone. It's an app in my phone that I can see every single message. A lot of people are like, it's a robot. It's, a, you know, I'm like, no, go in there and ask a normal question. Some people ask some like really, really crazy questions. I'm like, I can't fix your marriage in a text message. Like, are you serious right now? What do you want from me? <laughs> However, it is me. And I just try to add value to people's lives I love it. each and every week. So you could text the word, hey, you could text the word, Caitlin. There we go. Kate, take. You, you <laughs> can text really, it, all keywords really work on it. You'll get a message back that uh, legally gives me permission to send you that text message and it'll actually give you my contact info to put in your phone. So when I send you the text message, you know that it's me. So that is the best way to quite literally stay in touch. I like it. Me. No one's ever yeah. had that on the, no guest has ever just, you know, given out the digits. I, I really love it. So there we go. Yeah. Why not? I will link all of that in the show notes too. So you guys go find Ryan. He's on some podcasts. If you, um, you know, if you're local to, um, you know, Minneapolis area, you can go to Eagle Brook, see him there. You can come message me, come, come to the campus that Zach and I attend if you want. Um, but you guys, thank you so much, Ryan, for being here and everyone we will see you next week on the Kate take. Bye.